Hey guys, I'm Justin with Legato Financial Group. Our firm is passionate about helping educate consumers, which is why we're powering the Gaining Interest Podcast, the podcast of quick conversations with industry experts on topics that you want to know about, from sports to dining to healthcare and automotive, and really everything in between. It's hosted by one of the greatest local personalities that I've met, that's John Ramsey. I'll tell you why I love this podcast, because it's all about community. We used to call it water cooler talk, and that no longer exists. But if it's interesting to you, it's interesting to us. We encourage you to tell your friends. As Justin mentioned, we're gonna talk about everything under the sun. We will be gaining interest, and we appreciate you watching. original American muscle car is also an iconic symbol of American automotive excellence. I'm talking about the Corvette. To talk about all things Corvette on this week's edition of Gaining Interest is Mariah Hughes, and she is with the National Corvette Museum, so she knows all things Corvette, and she joins us now via Zoom. Mariah, welcome in, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. All right, let's start with a big general question, but I think it's something that everyone's asking. What is it about the Corvette that makes it so iconic, that, that makes it so loved? So Corvette has been around now for about 70 years. It just celebrated its 70th birthday in June of 2023, and it is America's sports car. When you travel back in time to the history of how the Corvette really got started, there was no two-seater sports car that really existed until the start of the Corvette. And that's what makes it the icon that we know today. Ooh, well said. And I totally agree. Since 1953 was when the first Corvette came off the line. And we continue today. But I think some of the attributes have remained. Wouldn't you agree as far as, I think it's seen as a symbol of prestige, I've arrived, power, Americana. The historic value really, it, it resonates with people, doesn't it? It's a dream car. When you interview or discuss it with any of our museum members that we have, they'll tell you that they were 15, 16 years old and saw a Corvette for the first time and set it in their mind that whenever they achieved that professional status that they could own and purchase that car, they were going to have it. And they do. And when you look at the launch of the C8 and the Corvette going to mid-engine, that Corvette is reaching a younger and younger audience but it's still in that attainable, affordable sports car that anyone that's living the American dream can own. Okay, Mariah, so the National Corvette Museum. Let's talk a little bit about the experience. What will people see? I know you're very close to the assembly plan as well, so you really are gonna get all things Corvette, not only the history, but the current version, right? Yes. So when you walk in here to the National Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky, the first thing that you're going to be greeted by is our Corvette Boulevard, where you're going to see new Corvette owners taking possession of their brand new car. And don't be mistaken, these cars are already sold. This is an option that you can select when you order your car through your dealership to get that VIP royal treatment. So it's great to have all of our different enthusiasts being able to view and experience that along with the customer. And then, of course, once you make it past the museum's entrance, we're going to take you back in time to the 50s and tell that Corvette story through performance, through nostalgia, through design and engineering, all the way up to the 70 years of Corvette. And then, of course, we have a limited engagement gallery that's exhibitions rotate on a yearly basis. And in March, we're getting ready to open a hyper-realistic automotive art exhibit called Luster. So we'd love to see you all for that, too. So the museum is always evolving. Exhibits change. 
Talk about the use of technology. I'm curious because obviously you're going to have a collection of Corvettes, and that's the wow factor, truly. And if you're a fan of history or you're an automobile aficionado, that's very attractive in itself. But technology is important to the Corvette, and it's important to the museum as well, right? Yes, technology is very important. As you make your way through any of our exhibit spaces, there are going to be interactive elements. And then perhaps the biggest of them all is when you make it to our Sky Dome, which is that big yellow dome from the exterior of our building that is an icon for the Bowling Green skyline. We unveiled in June of last year a eight and a half foot tall, 300 foot long LED digital wall that we refer to as our Sky Wall that really immerses you into that 70 years of Corvette history accompanied with all of the vehicles that we have on display in that room. So how involved is General Motors with the National Corvette Museum? Because I would think they'd want some say, some involvement with the exhibitry. Mariah, you know, how, how does that collaboration work? So the National Corvette Museum is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that was started by the National Corvette Restorer Society. So we are not directly affiliated with General Motors. However, we have great partners with our connections at GM who want to see us preserve that Corvette history just as much as they want to create it. Oh, interesting. So I'm curious about your average visitor because of the things we spoke of, the fact that it's seen as very prestigious, very powerful, the, you know, I've made it in the world kind of automobile. I would assume that the majority of your visitors are older, maybe leaning towards a male demographic. Am, am I wrong? Because males just like, and I don't mean to stereotype, but they like the power. I know women do as well, but you know, let, can I go faster? And of course, a Corvette can go very, very fast. What, what is the average demographic that you see? Of course, we see your traditional Corvette owner that you just described, but with the launch of that new C8 in 2020, we are seeing that skew a little younger to individuals who still have young children at home versus children who have left the nest. But we also have a very strong female ownership here at the National Corvette Museum within our members and with Corvette owners. We also have our very own women's only giving society called the Elfie's Silver Pearl Sisterhood that come together to make their donations make an even larger impact by selecting different projects each year. So we have a wide range of demographics of Corvette owners that are very well represented here at the museum. Mariah, you mentioned something that I find really interesting. So you can actually order a Corvette and watch it come off the assembly line to your specifications, right? You can have certain little bells and whistles that are yours and yours alone. Uh, my uncle bought one that way, and he was saying that he was able to watch online his Corvette being assembled. Talk about that experience. How excited is the new Corvette owner when they see their automobile come off that assembly line? Well, unfortunately, it's changing just a little bit because plant okay. tours are suspended as of February the 2nd. That's our last date for plant tours currently. We don't have a date as to when those plant tours will resume just yet, but we do have the option for any new Corvette customer to purchase a photo album with their Corvette through the museum, where one of our photographers follows the car through every step of the assembly process, documenting each component to put together in a keepsake book for you to have when you collect your car here at the museum. So tell us a little bit more about the exhibit. So. As I said, uh, you mentioned the use of technology and, of course, a lot of beautiful Corvettes. But it's also for those who maybe want to know about the mechanics of an automobile and the history of the automobile that may be more specific to the Corvette, but nonetheless very interesting, right? Yes, it's all very interesting. So the core narrative here at the museum tells, says the same. 
But the vehicles that we use and the stories that we use to tell that narrative are constantly changing here at the museum. So if you were to walk in the entrance today, you would be able to see different anniversary and milestone Corvettes throughout its 70 year history. Before you travel back in time to the 50s and see that 50s, 60s style street setup, gas station vibe before going back to the St. Louis assembly plant. And then you're gonna change gears and go into our E. Pierce Marshall Memorial Performance Gallery, which has record-setting and groundbreaking Corvettes from both privateer racing and factory-backed racing. I can go on and on and on about the amazing cars that we have in our collection that tell the story of Corvette. I hear what you're doing there, Mariah. I heard you say changing gears, okay? You're, okay, you're, you're too good at this. Very well done, very well done. <laughs> Thank you. Talk about the evolution of the Corvette. I know for a while when they first came out in 1953 in those really beautiful straight lines Cor Corvettes with a lot of power that was way ahead of its time. And then the, the Stingray, there was that. Then there's the Z and all that. Talk about the evolution of the Corvette and the effect that has on the museum. So the car has gone through now eight generations. And of course, there's a breakdown of how long each generation goes. And that first one went from 1953 to 1962 before ultimately changing to the C2 generation. And in my opinion, one of the most iconic Corvettes to date, which is that 1963 split window Corvette. Corvette has always been on top of the game and being able to give the customer what they want with a constantly evolving style of car. From your base model 1953 that only came in polo white and red leather interior to the tons of options that you can select on your brand new 2024 Corvette E-Ray. You know, we talked a little bit about the demographic that you attract, but you attract people from all over the globe because we talk about an American muscle car, but that's attractive in Europe, uh, in Australia, wherever you may travel in the world. The Corvette is known as, as I said, an example of American automotive excellence. So talk about some of the people that you see maybe from around the world. So in 2024, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of the National Corvette Museum. And as part of that, every five years, we have our Corvette Caravan, where we're expecting about 8,000 Corvette owners and enthusiasts to all make their way in a caravan style to Bowling Green, Kentucky. We get a lot of our international visitors on these milestone years too. So even diehard enthusiasts that will ship their cars to the United States to a destination such as California, and then drive their Corvette with a group of other enthusiasts from California to Bowling Green, Kentucky, spend about four days with us here, and then drive back before ultimately shipping their car back to their home country that they're from. Corvette has made an impact not only as America's sports car, but on sports car culture to begin with. And Corvette even has noticed that with the launch of the C8 generation, you could actually order a right-hand drive Corvette and have it shipped to your destination starting within that year. I think it's interesting, Mariah, that I think maybe automobiles more than any other hobby or it, it, the camaraderie is interesting to me. Everyone wants to hang out with like-minded people. And with Corvettes, they have such a passion for their automobiles. Talk a little bit about that interaction and maybe some of the things that your visitors do to get together maybe after they visit the museum, after they have, you know, the big lineup of Corvettes and, and how important that is, the human interaction. Of course, we say that you come for the car, but you stay for the people. We not only have our Corvette Caravan event, but we also offer museum in motions all across the United States, where the museum goes to a certain destination and meets a group of Corvette enthusiasts to take them on an educational tour of the area. 
Sometimes it's specifically automotive related. Sometimes it's focused on national parks out west. We have a group right now that's at the 24 hours of Daytona in Daytona, Florida, watching the Pratt Miller Motorsports team race the Corvette for the first time that it's not been back factory backed since the launch of the C5 generation. Of course, there's always Corvette clubs and international groups from across the globe that meet and have their own meetings every month. And we're honored to be able to partner with them as well. Mariah, how, sh how proud should we be as Kentuckians to have the National Corvette Museum located in Bowling Green, Kentucky? Uh, is there anything like it anywhere else in the world? I mean, granted, there's, I would think, museums dedicated to other cars, but the Corvette has a special history, especially here in America. It does. It is an honor to have the home of the Corvette be here in Bowling Green, Kentucky and Kentucky as a whole. Kentucky is known oftentimes for horses and horse racing. But we say that we're the form of Kentucky's other source of legendary horsepower. Yeah, I don't want to throw a wet rag on this, but I remember, I don't know, three, four years ago when there was some kind of, I don't know, like it was almost like a, uh, a cavern, like a cave, and the museum was damaged. I mean, very expensive. And of course, it was shut down for a while. Talk about that may have actually been a blessing because from what I understand, bigger and better than ever, right? Mm -hmm. So in 2014, a sinkhole opened up inside of the museum and swallowed eight of the cars that we had on display. We're actually celebrating the 10th anniversary of that this year. The launch of a new exhibit called Ground to Sky, the Sinkhole Reimagined, where we'll tell the story of 2014 to today and all of the hurdles that we overcame from that event. 10 years. See, I said three or four. I'm, I'm getting old, Mariah. You know, I'm losing track of time here. <laughs> okay. I see you smile. You're obviously very passionate about Corvette yourself. All right. So, so tell me about your favorite year. Sometimes it isn't the most expensive one. It's just something that really resonates with you. Tell me about it. Picking your favorite Corvette is like picking your favorite child. You can't have just one. But I will tell you a very interesting story about one of the cars that we have on display. The National Corvette Museum is home to the one and only 1983 Corvette left in existence. When you look at the timeline of Corvette history, you wonder why there's not a 1983 Corvette. Well, that's because the program was scrapped. There were 43 models built within that year. They were going to go ahead and get an early start on the 1984 model and move away from the 83. 42 of the cars were crushed and one was left in existence. A gentleman by the name of Ralph Monteleon was working at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant and hid the car until he figured out what he could do with it. Well, after several years and the construction of the National Corvette Museum being complete, that car came to be on display here. And we are now the home of the one and only 83 Corvette left in existence. Wow. Wow. That, that's reason enough alone to visit Bowling Green and the National Corvette Museum. It's the only one you'll see. <laughs> You and I opened up and we talked a little bit about the passion, but you've seen that passion. You've seen people cry when they see their automobile come off the assembly line. You've seen people totally jaw drop, amazed at the beauty of a Corvette. Talk about that. That, I do believe, is unique. You know, maybe Ferrari could say something, maybe a Lamborghini, but, but a Corvette speaks to the history of the United States of America and the automotive industry. Talk, talk about that. It's an amazing experience to get to see the excitement and enthusiasm and the emotion that goes behind being a Corvette owner. 
I do not have a Corvette myself, but as an enthusiast of the car and automotive history, you can't help but be moved when General Motors launches a new car or whether you see someone out for a Sunday drive in their 1966 Corvette. You always save the wave and say hello and recognize that that's their car and that you share the same excitement that they do. That's why car shows and cars and coffee are still a success even today. Yeah, you know, not only a, a sense of pride for the National Corvette Museum being in the state of Kentucky, but also the economic impact. You talk about visitors from around the world and, of course, across the country. Talk a little bit about that. Hotel stays, restaurants. You are directly involved with that. I would think the community loves the museum. Yes, we are honored to be a cherished community asset from the community here in Bowling Green and the state of Kentucky as a whole. And we have a great partnership with our Convention and Visitors Bureau here in Bowling Green and the other attractions like the Historic Rail Park and Train Museum, the Aviation Heritage Park, Lost River Cave, the Kentucky Museum, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. All of the attractions in this area are great partners with one another. And together we collectively make an amazing economic impact. Okay, you're an obvious uh, Corvette expert. You're obvious. Okay, so so tell folks maybe about some of the bells and whistles that we aren't aware of. What can a Corvette do that maybe other cars cannot? Now, I know about the power and the speed, and that's something expected. The handling, the experience of driving a Corvette. Tell me about some of the neat little tricks a Corvette can do now. Well, I will say this. I'm not the technician and expert when it comes to the under the specs and the hood. But I can tell you that if you want to learn more about the Corvette and its handling and expertise, the best way to do that is to get on track at our NCM Motorsports Park and take our Corvette Driving Academy from our experts to learn more about the car. Whether you bring your own or you use one of ours, there's no better feeling than getting behind the wheel on a road course. Do do you find that a lot of people, uh, part of their passion is because it brings them back to a time in their life in that memorable Corvette, maybe their brother, their sister, their neighbor had, and they go, wow, this brings back such memories. Is th- is that part of it, Mariah? It is. It is part of it. The camaraderie and the nature of going back to the nostalgia of I remember when is definitely something related to the Corvette history and story. You know, I, th- I think part of the, or a big part, if you want to say, okay, a tribute to the Corvette is the Indianapolis 500 has used the Corvette as a pace car 17 times, which is more than any other car. So how does that process work or why is that such to you a sense of pride? Well, in terms of the process of how it works, that's obviously something that General Motors coordinates with the Indy 500, but it is a sense of pride because it's like great attention for America's sports car in that racing category of Indy. You know, Corvette racing is a different category. It's IMSA, it's WEC. But then to have Corvette pace that Indy 500 for as many years as it has is definitely significant in Corvette history. You have to look at the different celebrities and stars and influential individuals and athletes who have gotten behind the wheels of those cars those 17 times. And it's definitely a feat, that's for sure. Are there attributes that you find that are common with every Corvette owner? Like, can you go, okay, that person owns a Corvette because they do this or do that. What, What are those attributes? Obviously, I would think, number one, You like the finer things in life, right? Definitely the number one attribute is the common theme of the love of history, the love of camaraderie, and the love of sharing their passion for the car. Any Corvette owner you meet, regardless of any demographic or psychographic information, is going to immediately start telling you about their car, why they love their car, the work that they've done to their car, the personalization that they have done to their car. That is the number one thread among Corvette owners. 
of course, on top of being a member of the National Corvette Museum. <laughs> there you go. You got to do that. Let's talk a little bit about that. For folks who have not visited the National Corvette Museum, tell us a little bit about your hours, how they can become members. And I think you and I had a little secret conversation before we started. There's a way to actually win a Corvette. I was teasing you about, hey, I know you're going to send me one. Let me test drive. You can actually win one, all right? Yes, you can yeah. win one. You can visit us online at raffle.corvettemuseum.org. If you are inside the state of Kentucky, you can actually purchase your tickets online. If you're outside of the Kentucky state lines, or just as little one extra step, you have to mail in the form to the museum for processing. But for as little as $20, you could win a Corvette. Now, like I said, you can go to raffle.corvettemuseum.org. We give away about one to two cars every month. And of course, that's a live stream on Facebook as well. So be sure to stay by the phone if you enter, because we'll be giving you a call if you want a brand new car. So for folks who may be coming from Louisville or perhaps Lexington or somewhere, a surrounding county in the state of Kentucky, how long does a tour take? If someone wanted you, do you should you plan for a full day? Uh, how long is a typical tour? Well, it depends on the age and the number of people in your party. If you're over the age of 18 and you want to get on track at the NCM Motorsports Park, you could definitely spend a half day or a full day with us looking on what you're trying to do. But if you've got a family of five and all of the kids are under the age of 13, then we, you could definitely spend about three to four hours here with us. Okay. American muscle cars. I, I think you've got Corvette way up here. Okay. But there are people who argue, they'll say, hey, the Camaro, the Mustang, in your opinion, and I think I'm going to know the answer here, is there any car that actually competes with the Corvette? I mean, any car, any make. Is it Ferrari? Is it a Lamborghini? What What do you think is a comparison, or do any of the American muscle cars measure up at all? Corvette is a unique car on its own, but you can't tell the story of Corvette without touching on the Ford Thunderbird, without touching on the Dodge Viper. If it weren't for our competitors and the other types of exotic sports cars or American muscle cars to exist, Corvette wouldn't be what it is today. It takes all of us together to achieve new ground. Iron sharpens iron, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's talk. I'm sure you have some, but let's talk about some Corvette trivia, okay? So, you know, I'm a little old school, so I, I have my notes here. So, okay. So I'm going to throw, you may know the answer to these, but I, I, I found some of this amazing. For instance, okay, the most expensive Corvette ever sold, the price that it, that it garnered. You want to take a guess? You may know. Ooh, I don't know. I should know, though. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm glad I finally stumped Mariah because you're a wealth of knowledge. Here we go. Okay, 1967, you mentioned this. Uh -huh. L88, I think. I don't know what an L88 is. Anyway, $3.35 million. Uh, L88 is a very important right. Corvette, okay. that's for sure. Okay, um, here we go. Okay, how about this one? A 1981 assembly plant opened, right? You can see the production up close. I wanted to get that in there. Okay, 1953 was the first, right? Was first. Mm -hmm. The ZR1 in 2009 would, go, would travel over. 200 miles an hour and street legal. It's pretty rare, isn't it? Was Is that something that still remains important to Corvette, that kind of speed? Yes, speed is still very important in Corvette's history. And whenever they launch a new car, you'll always see that zero to 60 stat. And it's increasingly got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller in the amount of time for the car to reach that 60 mile an hour limit. When you look at the 2019 ZR1, it met that zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds. Wow. See, wealth of knowledge. I'm telling you, Mariah, you're unbelievable. 
Tell me about the younger generation. When, when little boys, little girls, they come in, where do they gravitate towards? Do they go right to the cars or do they like the technology? Because, you know, they're all pretty tech savvy now at a young age. Tell, tell me about the experience for a younger one. If we have kids, you love a Corvette, how do you get them to join the club? You know, how do you get the kids involved? It definitely starts at a young age. When you talk to Corvette owners today, some of their parents had Corvettes and they grew up riding shotgun with their mom or their dad in the car because, you know, Corvettes don't have a back seat. But when you see kids come to the museum today, of course, they're naturally drawn to the newer car just because it's what's the latest and greatest and new. But in 2023, we opened the McMichael Family Education Gallery, which gave the opportunity for any of our younger Corvette enthusiasts to actually take a deeper dive into what it takes for the Corvette to come to life. So when you walk through the museum, you'll see kids who will spend hours with a tablet in the education gallery designing and drawing their own Corvette. So for us, it's not just fostering the next Corvette owner, it's fostering the next Corvette assembler, designer, engineer, marketer, who's going to keep the car going for another 70 years. So you, you have your fingers on the pulse of not only Corvettes and their evolution, but also the passionate fans of Corvettes, the owners of Corvettes. Have you ever met someone who had an unusual amount of Corvettes who was so passionate they had a collection? Maybe they wanted to donate a car to the museum. Talk a little bit about the people you've met. So we have great members and donors here at the museum. And if I had the time to tell you the story of all of the different individuals that I've encountered, of course I would. In terms of donating a car here to the museum, we do accept donations and loans from certain individuals. So there's a little bit of a lengthier process as we are going through an AAM accreditation. You can submit an interest form on the vehicle that you have, and it goes to a committee for review. And then that group will review whether or not we'll accept the vehicle into the collection. Okay. I, I think there's a lot of things that you've said that are really interesting. And that's what this podcast is called, Gaining Interest. It's about anything interesting. And we are powered by the Legato Financial Group. So let's talk a little bit again about something that really gained a lot of folks' interest when you mentioned winning a Corvette, visiting your museum. I hate to be repetitive, but on the other hand, I want people to know how they can access your museum and maybe have a chance at winning a Corvette. Yes, you can go online to corvettemuseum.org to plan your visit, shop the Corvette store, book your experience at the NCM Motorsports Park, or enter to win a Corvette. All right. Mariah Hughes, you were fascinating. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do, do you still give tours? I mean, I know you're, you're way high up on the ladder, but do you, do you give tours to folks sometimes? I actually started as a tour guide here. That's how I got my start. All right. Well, you're an excellent representative. I really appreciate thank that. Thank you. Again, you make it down to Bowling Green, I'd be happy to give you a tour. Yes, and, and I think you'd be the perfect one to tour us around a little bit. Mariah Hughes, thank you. thank you again so much. National Corvette Museum, correct? Yes. In Bowling Green, Kentucky. And again, we are gaining interest about all things interesting. Certainly, that iconic car. Uh, it is. It is. It says automotive excellence in a very American way. The National Corvette Museum located in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Thank you so much for was watching. Visit them. Go online. Check them out. Check out the hours and spend a day there. I promise you, you will enjoy it. We'll see you next time on Gaining Interest. <music>